Psalms chapter 62 and verse 5. My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. The psalmist here is talking to himself, my soul. You ever talk to yourself? Just don't do it out in public. People think something's wrong with you. My soul, wait thou only upon God for my expectation. Everybody say expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. You feel that way this morning? In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength, my refuge. You need a refuge today. It's in God. Trust in Him at all times. Ye people, pour out your heart. Pour out your heart. Pour out your heart to Him. God is a refuge for us. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we need you. Feel your presence. Give me the words to say, to touch a heart, a life, oh God. We believe in you. We thank you for the power of your presence. Do what only you can do in our midst, oh God. We love you and we praise you. Asking all in the name of Jesus. Let everybody say amen. Before you're seated, turn and tell somebody, happy World Kindness Day. And you may be seen. Amen. Turn to your other neighbor and tell him you're a whole lot better looking today than the last time I saw you. Come on now, husbands and wives. It's kindness day. You know that we have a day for just about everything that you can think of. You're probably familiar with New Year's Day, Martin Luther King Day. Memorial Day, Independence Day, we have all these days. Columbus Day, Veterans Day, Thanksgiving Day coming up, and Christmas Day. But did you know that December the 4th is National Cookie Day? Bet you didn't know that. January 2nd is National Buffet Day. Got any mailmen in the house other than my brother-in-law? March, or uh, February the 4th is Thank Your Mailman Day for bringing all those bills to you. March the 10th is National Hug Your Dog Day. Gross. But all you dog, dog lovers, I guess you understand that, but makes my stomach turn. April the 2nd, I like this one, Love Your Children Day. Uh, oh, isn't that nice? You only have to do it on April the 2nd, just love your children. The rest of the time, you know, like we really need a day to tell us to love our children. <clears throat> rest of the time, you just say, to your room. But on April the 2nd, you got to love them. May the 6th is National No Diet Day. <laughs> 
June the 1st is National Say Something Nice Day. July 21st is National Junk Food Day. August 16th is Tell a Joke Day. September the 13th is Positive Thinking Day. I guess you can just go and if you want to make your own day, you can get an application and I'm not sure where it goes to, but you can submit your application and they'll review it and you can make your day. October the 7th, we missed it this year, it's World Smile Day. So turn at your neighbor in case you forgot, smile at your neighbor, we'll get caught up. November 13th today is World Kindness Day. And next Sunday is Go Back to Church Sunday. So I'm glad you all came a week early. Amen. But from the scripture reading in Psalms chapter 62 and verse 5, My soul wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. I would like to declare today, didn't put any application in, but for this service today, expectation Sunday. Expectation means the hope or to th- the thing that I long for. Did you come into the house with an expectation? I mean, really, did you come into the house with a longing for something from God? Did you come with that desire to hear from God, to enter into his presence? If we're not careful, we can come as a routine. We can come as it's something now that we do on Sunday morning. But for those that are really maybe hurting or those that need a healing or those that need a deliverance or those that need some kind of direction, I want you to know that we come into this place with an expectation that God is able. Do you believe that today? That there's nothing that our God cannot do. Our God is all powerful. Amen. Like the song said, I speak the name of Jesus over you. There's power in the name of Jesus today. And a matter of fact, East Wind Church, it operates on this expectation. That's why we exist. That's why we're here. We believe in the hope of Jesus Christ. And even from the very beginning, when Jesus walked upon the face of the earth, he said this, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Aren't you thankful you had the gospel preached to you? To heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. Oh, hallelujah. Has anybody been delivered today? Anybody been bound by something? I thank the Lord I was bound by alcohol, but he came and delivered me. Hallelujah. And if we would take a census today, every one of us was bound by something, but we have one uh, that can deliver you. Hallelujah. We've come into this place with an expectation. Jesus started it a long time ago. He said, I've come to deliver the captives recovering of the sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised. This church believes that God can move in your life. I'll just let that sink in for a minute. 
I said, we're here today, gathered together today with the belief that God can do anything. And not only can he, but he desires to. He wants to reach into your life and change the situation that you're in. Did you come with an expectance today that God's going to do something? Do you know that yesterday we had a group of people that went out passing out tracks in the neighborhood, inviting them to worship with us at our outdoor service tonight at Fred Lee Park. They didn't just go out and just uh, give a certain advertisement out, but they came, they went with an expectation that if that track can fall into the hands of the right individual, they can come tonight at the park service and they can get into the presence of Almighty God and God can do a work in their life. Every Sunday morning at 8 a.m., right over here in the multi-purpose room, we have a group that prays from 8 to 8.30 every Sunday morning with the expectation that God is going to move in the service that day. That every visitor, every individual, every saint would be touched by the power of Almighty God. They come with an expectation. The worship team prepares every Sunday with an expectation. They're not here, folks, to entertain us. Even though they're good, they're good singers, they're good musicians, they can do an awesome job. They are not here for our pleasure. They are not here to entertain us and to sing our favorite song. But they are here to bring us into the presence of Almighty God. And His name is Jesus, the one that is able to move upon your situation. Did you come expecting God to move upon your situation? The one that says unto him, the one that says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I don't know what your week was made of. I don't know how your week came about last week. I don't know how you're feeling today. Maybe you had the worst week of your life. I don't know. Or maybe it was the best week that you've ever had. I want you to know that God still desires to move in your situation. And nothing, everybody say nothing, is impossible with our God. Nothing. Do you believe it today? Do you believe that nothing is impossible today? Has God ever healed your body? Has God ever given you direction? Has God delivered you from anything? Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, if you've ever been healed in your body, would you stand with me today? If God's ever delivered you from something, some kind of addiction, would you stand with me today? Hallelujah. If God's ever given you direction, would you stand with me today? Hallelujah. Oh, let us exalt his name together. Hallelujah. For he has done great things. Look around you at this great crowd of witnesses that say God is able. God is able. And if he did it once, he'll do it again. God bless you. You may be seated. The church, even in its conception, was told by Jesus. He commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father. To be in a place 
of expectancy that God was going to move. And in that upper room, he poured out his presence unto all people. Hallelujah. God is able to do all things. But Sunday is not just the day of expectation. Every time we come together is a day that is a day of expectation. Every day you can live your life in expectation that God's going to be with you, uh, that God's going to see you through, uh, that God's going to heal your body every day, not just on one day. We just don't set a day aside, but we believe that this is for every day of our life. In John chapter 1, verse 12, it says, For as many as received him, as many as took hold of him. you got to take hold of this. As many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. Power means ability, the privilege, the freedom, the authority, the right. I said the right. Hallelujah, the devil would like to tell you you're not worthy. But I want you to know that if you receive him, if you receive Jesus into your life, take hold on him. He'll give you the power. To become the sons of God. Hallelujah. Even to them that believe upon his name. The Bible says in John that in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Hallelujah. And without him was not anything made that was made. And in verse, in the, I think it's verse 14 of that same chapter. And the word was made flesh and dwelt in the form of Jesus Christ, he dwelt among us. And that word means he tabernacled amongst us. Hallelujah. From the Old Testament, the plan of the tabernacle was the plan where they could enter in to the presence of Almighty God. Where they could bring their petitions to the one, only, Almighty God. But when Jesus Christ, he was that God manifested in the flesh, hallelujah, and he tabernacled amongst us, uh, saying that if you come unto me, uh, I can move in your life. Uh, we can now come boldly into the presence of Almighty God. And he said, not only am I with you today, but I'm going to be in you. And on the day of Pentecost, the Spirit of God was outpoured that day. And Christ in us came available. I don't know what your expectations are. I don't know what you desire today. But I want you to know that you've got the power. You've got the privilege. And you've got the freedom to live for God. Hebrews 4 tells us, let us therefore come boldly. Everybody say boldly. With confidence, hallelujah, we can come with confidence under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Hallelujah. Is anybody in need today? Does anybody need God to move in your situation? Does anybody need a touch from the Almighty? I want you to know that you can come into His presence with confidence. Hallelujah. That He is going to move in you and in your situation. He made the promise. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Hallelujah. So that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Hallelujah. Is God your helper today? 
Romans chapter 8, verse 28. This is my scriptural definition for the word expectation. We know that all things, everybody say all things, work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. It doesn't matter whether you had a good week or a bad week. All things work together. Everybody say all things work together for the good of them that love God and to them that are called according to his purpose. Everything, it doesn't matter. I don't know where you've come from. I don't know where you've been. Uh, I don't know your problem or your situation, but God desires to move. Uh, if you can come before him with an expectation that he will, hallelujah, do everything uh, that you can. Do everything that you can. Come to the house of God. Read your Bible. Come and do the right things. Hallelujah. Do what you know you have to do. Do everything that you know to do. But then expect that God, hallelujah, is going to move in your life. The Bible tells us that in this world, we're going to have tribulations. It's going to happen. But Jesus said, be of good cheer. I have overcome the world because Romans reminds us all things, all things work together for the good to them that love God. Expect God to do something great for you today. Can you say today? Feelings really don't have anything to do with it. You may feel down today. You may feel like you've fallen short. You may not, things are might not going the right way, but I want you to know that feelings have nothing to do with it. What does have to do with it is that longing within your heart, that expectation that says, God, I need you. That longing within you that says, God, I need to see you're moving in my situation. Amen. How well you think you performed this week has nothing to do with it. It doesn't matter whether you did the right things today and that's not giving you the the license to sin or the license to do wrong. But each and every one of us here today is going to make a mistake. We all fall short of the glory of God. Your performance this week has nothing to do with what God desires to do in your life. You can get it into the blood very simply just by saying, God, forgive me. Have mercy upon me, O God. And the Bible says if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But your performance... Your performance this week has nothing to do with what God wants to do. I want you to get that in your heart and in your mind. Hallelujah. Because too often we come into the house of God repenting and repenting and repenting. And that's nothing wrong with repentance. But he says you got to move on from the doctrines of repentance and to grow up. Hallelujah. To move on and to go forward. Hallelujah. God has something more for you. When we look at the example of the thief on the cross he was there beside Jesus and I think we can all agree he was having a bad day he was there when that day when you were crucified on the cross it meant your name was wiped out from your family tree it made you you were going to be eliminated from your family not only that he was in excruciating pain 
he had been beaten and now he's going to hang there to just basically suffocate on that cross. And he was going to die within a few hours. But he looked over to Jesus and he said, Lord, remember me. He was probably worthy of that cross. I don't know what he did. He might have been a murderer or whatever it was. But he looked at Jesus and he said, remember me. And Jesus said, today. Everybody say today. Everybody say today. Thou shalt be with me in paradise. The worst day of his life turned out to be the best day of his life. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There had to be some kind of an expectation in his heart to look at him and say, Lord, remember me. There's an expectation. Perhaps there's some mercy there. Perhaps there's some grace. And I want you to know that there is. Jesus said, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. Psalms chapter 16, verse 8. It said, I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Keep the Lord in front of you. Keep him always before you. Anticipate his moving in your life. It's his desire if we just keep us before him. It doesn't matter. It's like Paul. He said, this one thing I do. You think about Paul, the greatest evangelist of all times. And he said, this one thing I do. He said, I forget those things which are behind and I reach forward. Hallelujah. I keep reaching forward to the things that are before me. I keep the Lord always before me. Keep him in front of me. Keep him out in front where you can reach him and touch him. Hallelujah. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Do everything that you can. The lady that came with the issue of blood, she came to Jesus. And the Bible said that she pressed through the crowd. She pressed through the crowd. You may feel today that you're a little lost, lost in the crowd. People go about their own ways, their own business. I can remember when I was at work at the post office many years ago, and one of the ladies there had lost her son in a traffic accident. And she said it was so strange, and I'd talked to her about it and everything. She said, I went to the grocery store one day after that happened, and she said, I stood in the grocery store, and everybody was just going about their business. And it's just like, don't they understand that I'm hurting inside? And folks, there's people that passing by. Maybe there's somebody in the house today that is hurting. Maybe you feel a little bit like you're lost in the crowd. But like this woman, she did everything she could. And she said, if I can just touch Touch him, touch his clothes, I'm going to be made whole. If I can just push through this. And, and straightway she pushed through and she touched his clothes. And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And Jesus said, who touched me? Somebody touched me. And the disciples were a little confused. They said, everybody's thronging you, Lord. Everybody's around you. What do you mean who touched me? He said, no, this was something different. This was something different. This was a person that had an expectation in their life that if I can just 
touch Jesus. If I can just get a hold of him today, he can change my life. Hallelujah. Jesus, hallelujah. Lift up your hands and love the Lord right now. Oh, God, speak to somebody that feels a little lost today. Glory to your name, O oh Lord. Glory to your name. Do everything that you can, but when you've done all that you can, believe and expect God for the miraculous. And they came unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. And when they saw, when Jesus saw their faith, they did everything they could. They couldn't even get close to him. They couldn't even touch him. But they made it up where they were going to drop this man down through the roof. He made a way. They made a way that only they could do. They did everything they could do. And they believed God. He said he saw their faith. He saw that expectation that says, if I can just get in your presence, if I can just get in their presence, hallelujah, he'll make me whole. He'll touch me. First Timothy chapter 6 and verse 12 tells us this, fight a good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold. Lay hold on this eternal life. Nothing can stop you except your own self. Lay hold on this. Lay hold on what God has for you. This church is in expectation. We believe that you can find Jesus here. We believe that you can be healed. That was a weak one. This is a church that believes that you can be healed here. That you can be delivered here. That you can, life can be changed by the touch of the master's hand. We believe on that here. But expectation really isn't, it doesn't really depend upon me or you. It's knowing that God can do anything. That God can do all things exceeding abundantly above all that we're able to ask or think. Let me caution us here, though, of our assumptions. Assumptions that we bring into the house of God. Assumptions that we need to have an understanding of our situation. That we need to have some logical evaluation of why we're in this situation. Why are we here? A lot of times we tell ourselves, I've done something wrong. Or maybe God's mad at me. Or that we just don't measure up. But we need to understand that none of us measures up. That none of us, our righteousness, the Bible says, is of filthy rags. And once again, I reiterate, it doesn't give us a license to sin or not to do the right things. But God knows that we're imperfect. Hallelujah. He knows where we are at. We don't need to figure out and try to evaluate why we're in this situation. We just need to have that longing in our soul to say, God, hallelujah, do the miraculous in my life. God, I am longing for you in my soul. 
So wait thou upon the Lord. Be in expectation, hallelujah, that God is going to move in your life and in your situation. In John chapter 9, they passed by and saw a man which was blind from birth. And disciples asked him this question, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents? When he, that he was born blind. Back then they always considered like if you were born with a defect or if you had things were going bad in your life, then that you did not have favor with God. But Jesus answered and said, neither hath this man sinned nor his parents that the works of God should be made manifest in him. Now we know because we all fall short of the glory of God and we know that all have sinned. Amen. That these, this man and his parents have sinned. But Jesus said he wasn't born that way because of this. Amen. He was be- born because of the works of God should be made manifest in him. I want you to know that the situations that you're going through, they are that we might manifest God to this world. When you go through the situation and God heals your body, you can tell somebody that's sick, God's a healer. Hallelujah. When you go to talk to somebody that's bound by drugs and alcohol, you can say, God delivered me from drugs and alcohol. And you manifest God to the world. Hallelujah. Do not allow the enemy to underride your walk with God and to say that you are not worthy. God has given us the right. And the only way that we become righteous is through the blood of Jesus Christ. Christ. Hallelujah. We are saved by hope, this expectation, but hope that is seen is not hope for if you see it, why do you yet hope for it? But we, if we hope for that, we see not, then we with patience wait for it. We expect it fully. Now faith is a substance of things that are hoped for. It's the evidence of things that are not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that things which are seen, which were not, were not made of things which do appear. What? There is no logical explanation for creation. And you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. And sometimes there's not going to be a logical explanation of how you were created in Christ or what the situation is, but we understand that God can do anything. Hallelujah. And if we understood God, if we knew every step that he took, he would cease to really be God. We would be God within our own self. Hallelujah. We can't understand God. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. But this is one thing that we can't understand. They that wait upon the Lord. They that sit in expectation that God is going to move. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. 
There may be no logical explanation for where you are at today, but I want you to know that if you come before God with an expectation, that's what God's looking for. He wants to move upon each and every one of us today. I'm closing. And in closing, I just want to tell us a few steps of how to build some expectation. One of them is we need to guard against preconceived assumptions. By the time you're 17, I read this article, by the time you're 17 years old, you've heard you cannot, no, you can't, an average of 150,000 times. And you've heard the phrase, yes, you can, 5,000 times. That's 30 no's. To every yes. And that makes for a pretty powerful belief. And I can't. It's an assumption that we need to leave at the door of the church. The Bible says with men, it's impossible. But with God, nothing, 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 nothing is impossible. Guard yourself against comparing yourself to others. Your race, your battle is not against the person sitting next to you or the one across the room. It's not as doing good as, as being able to do good as the other individual. But your race is your own race. Run it with patience, with an expectation. And move beyond the limiting of your own beliefs. It was once said, when a man has put a limit on what he will do, He has put a limit upon what he can do. But the apostle said this, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Can we stand this morning? I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God desires to do a work? In your life, are you here just by happen chance? No, you're here for a reason. You're here for a purpose. God desires to move. We just have to stir up that gift that's within us, that expectation that says, God, you can do the work. God, you're able to do the work. He told his disciples, take no thought of your life, what you shall eat, neither your body, what you shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. He's just saying life is more than us just trying to survive and exist. It's more than that. God's got a calling for you. God's calling you right now. What's your expectation that God can do for you in your life? Can we lift our hands right now? God, we need you to move in our midst today. Touch every heart. Touch every heart, every mind. Amen, amen. I invite you to come to this altar today. Bring your hurts, bring your sorrows, bring your pain, bring your victories. Lay them at the feet of Jesus with an expectation that God is going to move, hallelujah, in a mighty way in your life. God, we need you today. God, we need you today.
this altar is built it's built for this very thing that we believe that this altar here today is representation of a place that we can meet God it's a place that we can boldly come into his presence bring it to the Lord today come before him with faith and expectation Jesus we need you Jesus, we need your touch. Hallelujah.